The voice of the king. Friday Nasicha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Once more from me, Jamil Wallace, my pleasure, my privilege, all as always, to be in your company on this Mubarak day of Yomul Juma. Once more from all of us here at the radio station, the voice of the Cape, we extend to you and your loved ones a Juma Mubarak, a Juma Karim. Certainly a beautiful day out there, alhamdulillah. I hope you imbued with the spirit of Islam and <laughs> just to enhance that a little further, hence the program, programs of religion. On a Friday. Well, Sheikh Riyad Waltz joins us this morning. Sheikh, Aslam alaikum to you. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Haj Jamil and respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape. Oh, shukran for your time. You can call me cousin. Hi, <laughs> laddie. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let them into that little secret of ours. Uh, Imam of the Stegman Road Masjid in Claremont. That's correct, yeah. Mm. And still a mosque with beautiful history. Yes, subhanallah. Wonderful history, yes. Uh, especially under the days of oppression. <laughs> yes, Imam Arun, oh, really yes. the legacy that he has left behind. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to Amen. take from his excellent example Amen. of standing up for human rights and Amen. for justice. Amen. Amen. And it, we are in that period now of hmm. the focus being on human rights. In fact, I believe yes. you will be chatting on that, Sheikh. Inshallah ta'ala. Human rights and uh, Islam and the protection of religion. That's correct, yes. Can I say something now? Then I'll give yeah, the floor yeah. over yeah, to you. Mm-hmm. Um, being a South African, I feel extremely proud that I live in a country where I can practice my religion freely without any oppression. Or hindrance. Amen. Mm. Alhamdulillah. With you, Sheikh. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. Hajj Jamil, respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. To analyze the title of today's discussion, Human Rights and the Protection of Religion in Islam. First, we need to understand what it means to be human. And being part of the human race means that we are all children of one father and one mother Adam and Hawa alayhim salam Adam and Eve as they would say in English like the poet says النَّاسُ فِي جِيْتِ التَّصْوِيرِ أَكِفَاءُ أَبُوهُمْ آدَمُ وَالْأُمُّ حَوَاءُ فَإِيَّكُنْ فِي أَصْلِهِمْ شَرَفٌ يَتَفَاخِرُنَ بِهِ فَالطِّينِ وَالْمَاءُ Mankind in their makeup they are all the same their father is Adam Adam and their mother is Hawa, Eve. So if there's anything that they can boast about or be proud about as to where they come from, then it is mud and water. Because it is from that which Allah SWT created our father. And from our father, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala created our mother. And from them, from that single pair, Allah SWT created many men and many women, many nations and many tribes. Ya yuannas, inna khalaqanakum min dhakarin wa untha wa ja'alnakum shu'uban wa qabaila lita'arafu inna akramakum indallahi atqaqum. Inna Allah alimun khabir. Allah SWT says, oh mankind, indeed you have been created from a single pair 
Ya Yuwannas, inna khalaqanakum, O mankind, indeed we have created you from a single pair of a male and a female. And we have made you into many nations and tribes in order that you can recognize each other. Recognize each other as brothers and sisters in humanity. Indeed, the most honored of you in the sight of God is the one who is the most pious, is the one who is the most conscious, is the one who shields themselves the most from the displeasure of God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indeed, God Almighty, Allah ta'ala, is all-knowing, most well-informed, Jalla fi'ula. So, being a human being, and I think it's important for us to go back to when Allah SWT created the first human. When Allah SWT created our father Nabi Adam alayhi salam. And the status that he granted him. Because remember, Allah SWT even commanded the Malaika and those in the assembly of the Malaika. Remember Iblis? Iblis, Shaytan, he worshipped Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in the assembly of those angels who are considered to be the archangels. Those angels in the highest form of worship for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And of course when we say closest, we don't speak in terms of space or time or proximity because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not confined by space or by time. And so when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Nabi Adam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrates to us in the Holy Quran, um, Allah SWT says to the Malaika إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةٌ وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةٌ And call to mind إِذْ meaning أي أذكر Call to mind when your Lord said to the angels that I am going to make a vicegerent an agent a representative because that's what human beings are here for they are here to represent and implement the sovereignty, and with that, the laws of Almighty God, Allah Ta'ala on earth. So when Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala said this to the angels, to the Malaika, what did they say? They said, Ataj'alu fiha ma yufsidu fiha. Are you going to create someone that is going to cause mischief there? And going to shed blood. And where did they get this from? Were they looking into the future? No, they weren't. They couldn't see the future. But they were basing the question on what the jinn, remember the jinn were created mm. before mankind, what they had already been doing. And Allah SWT had destroyed the jinn. Um, shaytan, that is why shaytan is the one who survived, is considered to be abul jinn. He is the father of of the, the remaining jinn. Like for example, the story of Nabi Nuh mm. And we made his progeny the only survivors. Everybody else was destroyed. Only Nuh and the party that were with him on the ark and all of us human beings today we come from from Nabi Nuh from Sam, from Ham and Yafith, his three sons. Very interesting when you look uh, from a scripture perspective in anthropology mm. you know that all the European tribes would originate from Yafith and all the African tribes would originate from Ham and all the Mongoloid or uh, Semitic tribes we get the Arabs and the Jews they um, would originate from from Sam and then of course as the movements of peoples intermarrying you know but you all come as human beings after the great flood 
we all descend from, from Nabi Nuh Now before Allah SWT created Nabi Adam, when the jinn were on earth causing mischief and shedding blood, Allah SWT destroyed all of them and he kept Iblis. And all the jinn then descend from, from him. So when he was worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the assembly of, um, of the highest ranked angels and Allah SWT created our father and then he ordered them to prostrate themselves before our father now what, what, what prostration was this was it a prostration of worship no um, it was a pro- because worship is only for Allah I've not created the jinn or mankind except for the purpose of worship worshipping Allah and Allah alone. The Malaika, on the other hand, have only been created for the succinct purpose of worshipping Allah in obedience. They can't disobey Allah. Mm-hmm. You know, jinn and mankind, they have the ability to obey or disobey. Angels have only been created for the succinct purpose of worshipping Allah, obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, with regards to the Malaika, لا يأسون الله ما أمرهم ويفعلون ما يؤمرون. They do not disobey Allah concerning that which He tells them to do, and they do as they have been commanded. So the Malaika are being ordered, and Iblis, the Jinn, as Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, كان من الجن ففسق عن أمر ربي. He was of the Jinn, not like, uh, um, for example, in the Christian faith, they say that Iblis, uh, Shaitan, Satan, mm-hmm. Lucifer. Is, the, is a fallen angel. Mm-hmm. We say no. Mm-hmm. Allah says in the Quran, كَانَ مِنَ الْجِنِّ He was of the jinn. فَفَسَقَ عَنْ أَمْرِ رَبِّي And he transgressed the command of his Lord. Why? Because when he was in the assembly of the angels and Allah SWT ordered and commanded the entire assembly to prostrate themselves. A prostration not of worship but a prostration of, of greeting. They were greeting our father Adam, the first human being. They were recognizing his status and acknowledging the favor that Allah had bestowed upon him over the rest of creation. So Allah didn't just create Adam and, and leave him in a lowly state. Allah SWT elevated him. In fact, Allah says, and he taught Adam, Adam, he taught him the names of everything. Now that doesn't mean everything in the heavens and on earth. It means everything everything on which his senses fell. So Allah taught him the names of everything that he saw, everything that he heard, everything that he touched, and everything that he tasted, and everything that he smelt. So anything on which his senses fell, Allah taught him the names of those things. Things or names which Allah had not taught the malaika. And that's why Allah SWT, when Allah SWT says, أَنْبِئُونِي بِأَسْمَاءِ هَأُولَاءِ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ قَالُوا سُبْحَانَكَ لَا عِلْمَ لَنَا إِلَّا مَا عَلَّمْتَنَا Now inform me, come, you saying, you know, why am I creating this, this representative? Why am I creating this vicegerent? Are they not going to do the same as what the jinn did? Cause mischief and shed blood? So then Allah SWT says, come, tell me the names that I've taught. Adam, Adam alayhi salam. Now, Tell me these names. Tell me these names that I have taught him. And what did the malaika? They could say nothing except La ilmalana illa ma We have no knowledge except the knowledge that you have given us. So in other words, the malaika then acknowledge and recognize the favor that Allah has bestowed upon upon humankind. The first human being, our father, um, Nabi Adam, the Prophet Adam alayhi salam.
In other words, Allah SWT, He says, Indeed, we have honored the children of Adam. That means Adam and all his children. We've honored them. And we've carried them on the land and on the sea. Or in the land and in the sea. And we have given them the good of the good things to eat. In other words, Allah SWT has taught us how, for example, to move on the earth, the invention of the wheel, mm. and from the wheel, um, the carriage, and from the carriage, you know, so many other things today. You know, we have bullet trains, and we have aeroplanes, and we have uh, ferries, and steamers, and you name it. And he has carried them in the land and in the sea, and he has sustained them with the good things to eat. In other words, taught us the ability to differentiate between that which is beneficial and that which is harmful. And we have favored them over many that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted favor to. So this is a special creation. Mm. Human beings and each human being born in a natural state this is the fitra, this is the natural inherent state that every human being is born in. And that is to recognize the Creator. You must remember when our mm. father and our mother, after erring, after making the mistake, something they didn't do on purpose, shaitan tricked them into eating from the forbidden fruit. And so, so because of, of him tricking them, telling them If you eat from this tree, you'll be like two angels. Who doesn't want to be Allah. like an angel? You will never disobey Allah. Mm. Or you'll be granted eternal life. Who doesn't want to worship Allah forever? So he tricked them into eating from the fruit. And because of that, they were cast out of that Jannah. Whether the Jannah was in the heavens or on earth. You know, the Mufassirun, they debate that matter, it is irrelevant. But they came down to the lower part of the earth and they were lost in the wilderness and they met each other on Arafah. And that is when they made Tawbah and Allah even gave them the words of repentance. Oh Allah, indeed we have wronged ourselves. And if you don't shower us with your mercy and forgive us, we will most certainly be of those in loss. And it was then and there that Allah SWT unpacked the entire human race. Talking about human beings, human rights. It was then and there that Allah SWT impacted the entire human race from their backs. In other words, from the back of Adam, from the back of Adam, his children, and from their backs, their children, and from their backs, their, until the entire human race was assembled on Arafah. ذريتهم وأشهدهم على أنفسهم ألست بربكم قالوا بلا شهدنا and remember when your Lord when he took from the backs of Adam their progeny and made them witnesses against themselves and said to them am I not your Lord and they all said nay certainly you are O Allah Allah Akbar Sheikh just on that note I'm going to ask you just to hold it for a minute our guest here with us Sheikh Riyad Walls back with you after this Friday Nasikha on the Voice of the Cape. 
Well, we continue with the Friday Nasiha program and the pleasure, privilege to have Sheikh Riyad Walsh here with us. And Sheikh, certainly, when we look at uh, human rights, and we were speaking off air now, the sorts of relationships we have. And I was telling Sheikh that I have a fantastic relationship with my Christian family. Yes. I get carried around on a pedestal sometimes. That's yes. how I feel. But I was, you know, for Sheikh, for, and then you have this where there is heavy disputes, um, conflicts um, with one another. Mm. We still battle with the, and you know, when you started your topic here, I thought to myself, you know, Allah created us. Mm. And we're all family of each other. Yes. A bit of an unhappy family at the moment. (laughs) Some of us are light of complexion, Mm. like you, Mm. others dark, and and, and it pains me Mm. when I hear people using Mm. these derogatory terms, the K word, and looking down on one one another's color. (laughs) Over to you, Sheikh. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. Once again, Hajj Jamil, respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape, Jum'a Mubarak, salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, uh, in our first segment, we were speaking about the human part of the word human rights. Human rights, today our topic is human rights and the protection of religion in Islam. So the first segment, we, dealed with that, we dealt with that word human. And we are all human beings. We come from one father and one mother. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has create us, created us uh, to worship him. And he's installed within us an inherent disposition. Just before the break, we we're speaking about when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assembled all human beings and asked them, Alastu bi rabbikum, am I not your Lord? And we all said, Bala, nay, certainly you are, O Allah. And so we come to this world with that fitra, knowing that there is a higher power. And I find yeah. it very interesting that in drug rehabilitation, as no matter what religion you are, but the standard model, the Minnesota model, are the 12 steps. And the first step in drug rehabilitation is to come out of denial. And the second uh, step is to acknowledge that you are powerless and to believe in a higher power. Because this is the most natural thing. Absolutely. And that is why people with, uh, without religion... Um, and here I'm going to be bold enough to say without true religion, religion of truth, mm-hmm. will always find something missing within them, a hole in their soul. Until they use that God-given gift of aql, of intellect, of reason, that which God Almighty has taught us. That's why when you speak about human rights, they're not self-proclaimed. Everything comes from Allah. Religion is given by God. The rights within that religion are given by God. They're not self-proclaimed. You know, we didn't just one day, uh, you know, wake up wake and dig up. a hole in the mm. ground and find knowledge. No, it's been endowed. It's been granted. It's been given to us by the Almighty, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's what Allah ta'ala asks, you know, when we, when we want to do our own thing, when we don't want to follow righteous guidance, mm. when we want to follow our own whims and fancies, lusts and desires, and Allah SWT asks us in the Holy Quran, Allah Do you want to teach God your religion? And God knows everything that's in the heavens and on earth. And God has knowledge of all things. And I look at a glass of water. And they say that there are more atoms in a glass of water than there are glasses of water in all the oceans of the seas. Allah knows every atom. Allah knows every nucleon, every neutron, every proton, 
every hadron made up of three quarks. Allah knows every quark. And if there be something smaller than a quark, then Allah knows about it. Whether it be in the darkest night, on the blackest rock, below the surface of the rock, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows all things. Ali ma He knows that which was. Wa Ali ma He knows that which is. Wa Ali ma He knows that which will be. Wa Ali ma la He knows that which will not be. And if it had to be, how it would be. And, and we want to make up our own religion? Or we want to make up our own constitution? Our own ism? You know, we have, um, in terms of, uh, you know, basic um, systems of life, or systems of living in the world today. Um, one which has been basically... Um, in the last 20, 25 years has been uh, pushed aside largely is communism and socialism. And in, in communism and socialism, al-hukum lil-hizb, the rule belongs, ruling belongs to the party or the law or sovereignty, let's put it that way. Sovereignty belongs to the party. That's why in a communist country you have a one party state. Like in the old Soviet Union or in China today or in North Korea, mm. you have a one party That's state. Al hukmu lil hizb. You know, sovereignty belongs to the to the party. In democracy, a democratia, al hukmu lil shaab. In democracy, Sovereignty belongs or power. So power to the party, that's communism. Power to the people. people. Now, many of us would like to say that, um, you know, democracy is, is an Islamic ideal. Mm. It's, not. it's not. Because in Islam, power to God, sovereignty to Allah and Him alone. Okay? We are there to implement that hukum, that rule of God. Of Allah SWT on earth and uh, enshrined for the lack of a better term within that law are our rights our human rights God-given human rights not self-proclaimed because mm -hmm. that's why everything is going topsy-turvy now higgledy-piggledy as they say wonky <laughs> completely wonky why because we are claiming rights which are not ours we are giving rights which are not ours to give and the entire world is entering into a moral recession. Some societies are completely morally bankrupt. But Alhamdulillah, there is a resurgence. And we're going to speak about the balance within that resurgence. Because Islam is against all that which is extreme. And all that which infringes on the God-given human rights of others. I underline God-given. Very important. I underline God-given. In fact, I found a statement of Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi. Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi, a, a very uh, famous uh, scholar of Islam, uh, a student of Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah ta'ala. Hmm. And it doesn't matter that if we differ with scholars on uh, certain issues. At the end of the day, uh, we must be able to like Al-Imam Malik, hmm. The Imam of Dar al-Hijrah of Medina, yeah. Malik ibn Anas, the teacher of Al-Imam al-Shafi, the contemporary of 
of uh, Al Imam Abu Hanifa. Hanifa. Al Imam Malik ibn Anas, what did he say? He said, Kullu illa sahibu He said, anything that is said, you can take from it and you can leave from it. Except for the companion of that grave. And he pointed to the Qabr of our beloved Prophet Muhammad. In other words, from him we take everything. But from, from anybody who's not a prophet, which means anybody that is infallible, mm-hmm. we can take and we can leave. And just because you, we, we disagree on a specific issue mm. with a scholar, like I mean, you will find in our community um, many students of deen uh, would not want to take from Ibn Taymiyyah, for mm. example, uh, or would not want to take from Ibn Qayyim al Jawzi because they would say, no, that is um, the foundation of the Salafi school of thought. When Ibn Taymiyyah and Ibn Qayyim al Jawzi were great scholars. And if you differ with something, just like when Yusuf al-Qaradawi, Sheikh Yusuf al-Qaradawi, when he was here, he said, I don't want you to agree with me on everything. <laughs> you know, take from me what, what, you, what you want and leave from me what, what you want. You're comfortable I'm a, with. I, I'm a fallible human yeah. being, you know, and, and this is the spirit of, of, of learning. And I take this from Imam Malik. You can take and you can leave, except from the Prophet Sallallahu we take everything. So I want us to listen very carefully to the statement of Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi. Because I believe that if we as Muslims have, if we had to follow what he is speaking about here, um, there would be no extremism. There would be no infringement mm. of, of God-given human rights by any Muslim on planet Earth. Because remember, we are the representatives of Allah. We are the ambassadors of Islam. In this particular risal, Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi, and I'm going to read the Arabic, he says, Al-Shari'atu al-Adlu kulluha. الشريعة what is the Sharia? The Sharia is the, is the law, the law. And um, you know, for every ummah, shir'atan wa minhaja, shir'atan wa minhaja. For every ummah, Allah has given a law and a way. But all those laws and all those ways are completed, culminated, and perfected with the Sharia that was given to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In other words, it's the final upgrade. The theology which is the belief system. The belief system has remained the same since Allah SWT created our father. La ilaha illallah. That is the, the theology, the belief system. That there is no God, la ba'bud illallah. There is none worthy of worship besides Allah. And that has remained constant. It is immutable. It is unchangeable from Adam all the way to Muhammad But the law has changed. Certain laws have been abrogated. Uh, certain new laws have been brought and it is completed and perfected with the coming of Muhammad and the revelation of the Holy Quran via Jibreel, via the angel Gabriel from God Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran revealed to the Prophet on Arafah at the Khutbat al-Wada' at the farewell sermon الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينُكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمْ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينًا on this day I have 
perfected your religion for you, completed my favor upon you, and chosen for you as your way of life, total submission and surrender to Almighty God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, i.e. Islam. So, Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi, he's saying that this law that is now completed with Muhammad and in which we find enshrined the God-given human rights that we should be observing towards each other as human beings, as the children of Adam, السلام, he says that this law is all that is just, all that is merciful and compassionate, all that is common good, and all that is wisdom. And any rule that takes us from justice to injustice, or from common good to harm and detriment is not part of that law, is not part of that Sharia. Even if, and listen carefully, respected listeners, even if it is arrived at through literal interpretation. I want to read that again. Mm. The Sharia, God-given law, in which is enshrined, God-given human rights, is everything that is just, is everything that is merciful and compassionate, is everything that is common good, is everything that is wisdom. And any rule that takes us from justice to injustice, or from common good to detriment. And in, I found one particular narration of the saying, where he also says that take anything, any rule that takes us from mercy and compassion to the opposite thereof, where there is no mercy and no compassion, then and, and it is everything that is wise. wise. So um, the Sharia is everything that is just, everything that is merciful and compassionate, everything that is wise, everything that is common good. And any rule that takes us from justice to injustice, from mercy and compassion to the opposite thereof, from common good to harm and detriment, then it is not part of the Sharia, even if Hajj Jamil, respected listeners, even if it is arrived at through literal interpretation. Allah. So somebody standing there with the Quran and reciting a verse from the Quran and then, then infringing on the God-given human rights that Allah SWT has given to human beings, even though they're reciting from the Quran, then they have misquoted the Quran. They've taken it out of context. They've misconstrued it. And that's why it's so important uh, for a person to have knowledge. And this is one of the biggest enemies of the Ummah today, is ignorance. Because our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Anybody who says anything about the Qur'an, based on that which they do not know, based on their own opinion, then they've prepared for themselves a seat in the fire. And the last one, he says, Anybody who says anything about the Qur'an and just by chance they are correct, then they've still made a mistake. Yeah. Why? Because they took a chance. Absolutely. I was going to say, yes, if you sometimes have people interpreting something from the Qur'an and you know for a fact... And not even fact, in Arabic, people yeah, reading from the translation. Yeah, and you know for a fact that, uh, you know, this guy sometimes mm. um, makes wild statements yes. and, yeah, yeah dangerous. Mm. Well, our guest here is Sheikh Riyad Waltz and Sheikh focusing on human rights and then Islam 
and the protection of religion. Back with you after this. Friday Nasicha on the Voice of the Cape. Welcome back once more to this Friday's edition of Programs of Religion on a Friday. Still with us, Sheikh Riyad Walsh. Sheikh, once more, over to you. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala ba'd. Hajj Jamil, respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape, subhanAllah, I think that statement of Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawzi, rahimahullah ta'ala, is a very, very powerful statement. That basically, you know, the, and that is why we need, uh, one cannot study the Sharia without studying the maqasid of the Sharia. What are the goals of the Sharia? Mm. It's a science all on its own, which was basically, I mean, formulated as a science by uh, a very great uh, Imam, Al-Imam al-Shatibi, rahimahullah uh, ta'ala. And Al-Imam al-Shatibi, he, he lists the al-maqasid uh, al-kubra, the five major goals of there being law. Mm-hmm. Well, what, Allah Taala hasn't uh, yani created us abathan. He hasn't created us in jest. It's not a, like a, a bad joke. You know, this Allah Taala has created us and everything with purpose and everything in due proportion. In kulla shayin khalaqanahu Everything we've created in due proportion. Everything. In other words, Allah created us but didn't just leave us alone no. to wander where we want to and no, do what we want no. to. Allahu Akbar. What are the first words that come down? Iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq khalaq al-insana min alaq. Iqra wa rabbuka al-akram alladhi allama bil-qalam allama al-insana ma lam ya'lam. Read in the name of your Lord who created. Created man from a congealed clot of blood. Read and your Lord is most kind. Where is his kindness? Where is his generosity? He didn't just leave you to wander in the wilderness, lost, you know. No reason, no. We're not animals. Animals have got gariza, instinct. Angels, as we've mentioned before, have, have been created for the succinct purpose of worshiping Allah. They don't have a choice in the matter. They only worship Allah. They do exactly what He tells them to do. But we, as human beings, with the potential or the ability—let me put it that way. Put, let me put it that way: the ability, the the the, the, the qudra of uh, ta'a with the ability of ob- obeying Allah or disobeying Him. We have the potential of being better than the angels or worse than the animals. And that is why Allah has given us Sharia. He's given us a way. He's given us a law. He's given us boundaries in, uh, in which we, mu- we must re- stay. And we mustn't even go close to the border. Lest we should fall out. In the halal abayin, or in the haram abayin, or by no umur mushtabihad, laya alamuhunna kathiru minanas, famanit taka shubahad, fakadistabra midini uardi, woman waka fi shubahad waka fi haram, kara yara haulil hima, yushiku ayer taafi, alawa in the likuli malikin hima, alawa in the hima lahi maharimu. Osmanat Allah says, Afon, this hadith of a beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a very famous hadith can be found in the Arba'in and Nawawi. The 40 uh, hadith compiled by Imam al-Nawawi Where Allah SWT In fact this is according to Imam al-Shafi One of the four axes of this deen Around which this entire religion revolves One of the four hadith around which this entire religion revolves And that is That which is lawful is clear And that which is unlawful is clear 
And between the two, there are doubtful areas. Not many people know about these doubtful areas. So whoever stays away from doubtful areas has saved his religion and his honor. But whoever falls into doubtful areas has fallen into that which is unlawful. Like a shepherd taking his sheep to graze on the border of another man's land, almost allowing those sheep to go over into that man's land. Indeed, for every king there are borders. And indeed, the borders or boundaries of Allah are his prohibitions. So Allah has given us a law. He's defined it with very definite borders. And we must stay within. We can move flexibly within that law. As Allah SWT says, these are the boundaries that Allah has set for you. Don't come near to them. These are the boundaries that Allah set for you. Don't transgress them. So we must just learn. But, but when we learn this law, in order to have a correct understanding, we must also understand what are the goals and purpose of this law. Now, coming back to Imam al-Shatibi, al-Maqasid al-Kubra, al-Khams. The five major goals of the Sharia. Number one, Hifduddin, the protection of religion. And if, if, we, if we had to speak about protection of religion in Islam, uh, uh, let me just complete the five and then come back to because that's our main topic. Um, there are five goals of the Sharia, protection of religion. Hifdun uh, and nafs, protection of, uh, or preservation. Preservation of religion, preservation of life. حفظ العقل preservation of intellect حفظ المال economic preservation and حفظ النسل and preservation of of progeny you know that human beings should procreate and so that our species can continue to exist these are the five major there are many other subdivisions of these goals but these are the five major Goals of the Sharia, and the first one being Hifduddin, protection of religion. Now, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has installed within this religion uh, certain rituals, um, certain acts, in order that we should keep this religion alive in our hearts, this belief system, and our adherence to the law. Now, for example, we have the Arkan al-Islam, our Shahada, Salah. Zakah, Siyam, Hajj. All these things are there to keep our deen alive. Even just to think about Allah. To remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ Indeed the true believers, they are those who in the name of Allah is taken, their hearts tremble. وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا And when the verses, or when the verses of Allah are recited to them, they increase in faith. And they put their trust in their Lord. So just thinking about Allah, remembering Allah, uh, listening to His verses, reciting His verses, or listening to the verses, you know, pondering over the creation of Allah, um, making salah, in the salah tanha anil fahsha'i wal munkar. Salah, what does it do? Prayer keeps a person away from, from promiscuity, evil, and corruption. You know, zakah, what is zakah? Take from their wealth, charity with which they purify themselves. You know, Fasting has been prescribed for you. Just like it was prescribed on those who came before you, that you can, you can shield yourselves from the displeasure of Almighty God. That you can remain in religion. And can you be conscious and mindful of Him. Hajj, pilgrimage. 
فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في ولا جدال في الحج وما تفعلوا من خير يعلمه الله وتزودوا فإن خير الزاد التقوى واتقوني يا أولي الألباب and whoever takes upon the obligation to perform the pilgrimage then let there be no promiscuity no evil no corruption no transgression no confrontation no argumentation that is the hajj that is the hajj and whatever good you do allah is very much aware of it and gather up the provision what provision and the best provision is allah consciousness so be mindful of me shield yourselves from my displeasure wattaquni Oh, those of you who reflect. So there we have all these, these, these arkan. We have these pillars of Islam, these rituals which are there in order to preserve our religion and to protect our faith and for us to remain in faith. Because we're living in a time of fitna. <laughs> we're living in a time of trial and tribulation. Our beloved Prophet says, "Badiru bil a'mal fitnan muslim." He says, make haste in doing good deeds. Why? Because there are trials and tribulations coming like a dark night. I'd be in mind here <coughs> and watching international channels. Yes. If you look at the refugees, mostly from Syria, Syria Islamic Iraq, states, Afghanistan, yes. fleeing with just a little yes. bundle and, and, t- and Allah risking a, their Allah lives. Allah has a plan in store. Allah, Allah has Akbar. a good plan in store. Mm. Allahu Akbar. Allah makes it easy for them. It's also an eye-opener yeah. for us. Yes. Most certainly Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has a great plan Allah, that we Allah at the moment Akbar. cannot comprehend. But soon, inshallah ta'ala, we will know. Mm. Uh, Sheikh, we've always come, almost come to the end and yes. I find this a very interesting question. Mm. Um, so I just want to interrupt for, yes, for yes. a second. It comes from a listener saying, Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh and Buddha Jamil. I teach a few children from home, Alhamdulillah, and I have a very inquisitive boy. I like that boy. Mm. A very inquisitive boy wanting to know where the dinosaurs fit in. Were they there before man and jinn? And did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroy them with a meteorite? I just like this boy, an inquisitive little yes. boy. Well, I mean, they've discovered many skeletons of, uh, of dinosaurs. Yes, so nobody exactly. disputes the fact that dinosaurs exist, created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a specific purpose, for a specific time. And then after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created mankind. And remember, like we spoke about the knowledge of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows all things, knows that which was, knows that which is, knows that which is going to be. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created everything in due Proportion and there was a purpose. There was a purpose. Allah Mankind Akbar. has been sent here for the purpose of worshiping Allah and with that Worship of Allah with that system of belief of Tawheed believing in the divine unity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah has given the Sharia He's given the law and in that law He's given the goals of that law and of those goals the protection and preservation of religion preservation of true faith in Allah and even the preservation and protection of others who have chosen another way and this is something, uh, how many minutes do we have? Uh, um, I've got about two minutes Okay, left. two minutes. Inshallah, I'm going to complete this. This is very, very important. You know, the protection, and, and this can be found from the time of our beloved Prophet Muhammad In the time of the Sahaba, the Tabi'in, and right through the history of Islam, how Islam has never ever forced, or Muslims have never ever forced their religion down other people's throats. They've never ever been forced conversions, ever. Never ever in the history of Islam. And why? Because there is a, a fundamental premise in the Quran. La ikaraha There is no compulsion in religion. The right path has been made distinguishable from the wrong path. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Balad, um, um, 
let me get to the particular verse. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Wahadainahun najdain." And najdain are the two inclines. If you're traveling on the N1. You know, three sisters, Beaufort West, mm-hmm. uh, you get these long stretches mm-hmm. of road. If it's flat it, and, and it's hot, it can be a bit hazy. If the road uh, goes down into a valley, you'll never, ever take the chance of overtaking. Because you can't see what's coming up. From coming your way. But if the road is going up, then you can see clearly what is oncoming. Now Allah speaks about the two paths of uh, belief and disbelief as a najidain. They are clear. The right path has been made. Distinguishable from the wrong path. And that's what Allah says. Whoever wants to believe will believe. And whoever wants to disbelieve will disbelieve. And so that's why in Islam, in the Sharia, we have the protection of other people's faith. This is the choice that Allah has given to mankind. And Allah says with regards to our beloved Prophet Muhammad, the messenger is not duty bound. The messenger is not duty bound except to give over the message and in fact that was in fact all the messengers all they had to do was give over the message and so one we cannot uh, force somebody else to and anybody anybody who's not fighting us in our religion or driving us out from our homes no matter what faith they might be from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specific says, la, says specifically La yanhaakum Allahu anil ladheena lam yuqatilukum fi al-deen wa lam yukhrijukum min diyarikum an tabarruhum wa tuqsitu ilayhim Allah doesn't prohibit you concerning those who don't fight you in your religion and drive you out of your homes to act kindly and justly towards them as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has enshrined Amen. these God-given human rights in this beautiful sharia Revealed to our beloved Prophet Muhammad completion, culmination, perfection of God's chosen way of life for mankind in order that we can attain success in this life as human beings and more importantly in paradise in the year after. Well, we say shukran to Sheikh Riyad Walls for just sharing some nasiha with us and I think it's cleared up many things for us. Sheikh shukran and I say to you, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.